What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. My name is Zach Clinton. I'll be your host. And as we continue to grow, I'll have friends joining me each week to interview some of the leading experts in the fields of motivational speaking, mental health, ministry, and even sports. Our goal is to instill hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. And our prayer is that after each episode, you'd be more equipped and encouraged to look, love, and live more like Christ from the inside out. That's our definition of what it means to be built different. So I hope you're ready. You better buckle up. Let's roll. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to this week's edition of the Built Different Podcast. I'll be your host, Zach Glenn. As always, I hope and pray you had a blessed weekend and are having a great start to your week. But if you haven't, I believe you're in the right place. And my prayer is that you would find some hope, encouragement, and motivation in and throughout today's conversation. Today, you guys, we're blessed to be joined by renowned business consultant, leadership coach, and psychologist, Dr. John Townsend. Dr. Townsend has written over 30 books, selling 10 million copies, including the New York Times bestselling Boundary Series, Leading from Your Gut, Handling Difficult People, and today, as we are entering into this Valentine's Day season where a lot of emphasis is placed on love and relationships, we'll be taking a deep dive into his newest book, People Fuel, Filling Your Tank for Life, Love, and Leadership. However, before we dive into today's conversation, I wanted to remind you of our premier sponsor for the podcast, which is our parent company and association called the American Association of Christian Counselors. Here at AACC, we are committed to assisting Christian counselors, the entire community of care, licensed professionals, pastors, and lay church members with little or no formal training. It is our intention here at the AACC to equip clinical, pastoral, and lay caregivers with biblical truth and psychosocial insights that minister to hurting persons and help them move to personal wholeness, interpersonal competence, mental stability, and spiritual maturity. Our vision statement here at the AACC is derived from 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4, Ephesians 4, 11-13, and Philippians 1, 4-6. The vision of AACC has two critical dimensions. First, we seek to serve the Christian church worldwide by helping it become more mature in Christ while taking Taking on God's heart of love and sacrificial care. And secondly, we seek to serve, educate, and equip professionals in the mental health field through continuing education opportunities such as our world and national conferences, live webinars, other training events, and our printed education and training materials. We are committed to helping the church equip God's people to love and care for each other in the same spirit that Christ loves and cares for us. So my friends, to find out more about all that we're doing here at the AACC or to check out the countless resources we have to offer, please visit our website at AACC. Again, that's AACC.net. Now to get back to today's conversation again, our guest today is Dr. John Townsend, who for more than 20 years has engaged with leaders, organizations, and individuals around the globe, offering them life-changing solutions to their problems. He is also co-host of the nationally syndicated talk show, New Life Live, which is heard in 180 markets with 3 million listeners. In addition to being a thought leader, coach, and speaker, John spends much of his time developing others through the Townsend Leadership Program and the Townsend Institute for Leadership and Counseling. And again, in today's conversation, we'll be unpacking his newest book, People Fuel, as we learn how we can fill our tanks for life, love, and leadership. As Dr. Townsend will remind us, our bodies require physical nutrients to stay healthy. If we don't take enough iron, we can develop anemia. Too little calcium can lead to bone disease. And in the same way, John identifies the key relational nutrients that we need as well. As we experience these critical elements from others, we grow mentally and emotionally more sharp and healthy. 
And as we give these elements back, others benefit us as well. Finally, Dr. Townsend details the specific types of people who can either be energy sources or energy drains and gives concrete steps to help you cultivate relationships with those who will help you be all you are meant to be. The person who taught you how to have boundaries now helps you to experience the best from those people you have allowed into your boundaries. So with that being said, let's dive in and welcome our guest, best-selling author, speaker, leadership coach, and psychologist, Dr. John Townsend. John, thank you so much for joining me today. Glad to be here, Zach. John, what a blessing it always is just to sit down with you and to glean from your wealth of wisdom and knowledge and experience. You're someone that I've told you time and time again, I've looked up to for quite some time. I've read so many of your books. I just love all the incredible things that you're doing. We're here at our AACC No Hope, that's K-N-O-W World Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. It's been an amazing time. God has moved in powerful ways. You were able to speak in a plenary session for us and you did an outstanding job as always. Speak to the significance of what it means to be around 7,000 like-minded individuals and how people are ultimately our fueling source. Yeah, you know, Zach, when I was thinking about this, it's sort of like when when Jesus said, you know, the gates of hell are not going to stand up against the kingdom and that means people means plurality it means the numbers and we've got so many people who are really committed Christian counselors or want to be counselors and coaches when you got all this together there is this multiplicative energy and I feel it every time I come that's why I love AACC the right people are here for the right reason Today, we're going to have the opportunity of diving into and unpacking your most recent book titled People Fuel, Fill Your Tank for Life, Love, and Leadership. I read something the other day that said, the man who taught you how to have boundaries now helps you to experience the best from those people you have allowed into your boundaries. One thing you and I both know is that we were made for people. We were made for relationships. Genesis 2.18, from the beginning of time, the very first thing that God said is that it's not good for man to be alone. John, why are relationships so imperative for this journey that we call life? Well, so many sources tell us that God did it right the first time, Zach. If you look at the neuroscience, especially in attachment research, what it says is that we're not better by ourselves. We're better with other people. They give us energy. They give us ideas. And what you find out also is psychological problems, depression, anxiety, substance issues, a lot of them are tied into isolation or not being able to trust or find the right people. So people are essential. You know, a lot of times people say, well, all I need is is God. And you do need God. But God also gives his grace to us. 1 Peter 4.10 says that we are the stewards of his grace. So if you want everything God's got for you, I'm going to sound weird here. If you want everything God's got for you, you got to have him and people in the deepest part of your heart. Something my dad has ingrained within me, and I've stated several times on the podcast, is that God loves using people through which he channels his messages of hope, encouragement, and motivation to a broken and hurting world. You state in your book, just as good nutrition is necessary for a healthy body and physical energy, so the right kinds of relationships are critical to living a successful and confident life. However, you know, as I was interviewing a friend not too long ago named Justin Early on his book, Made for People, he talked about this current and this epidemic that our country and society is finding ourselves in, which is that of loneliness. Mm -hmm. It's an incredibly um, difficult thing to navigate, but I would even add to that, not just the current of loneliness, but also the current of busyness. Mm -hmm. Speak to just the detriment that both of those things can be in a person's life. Well, think about starvation, really. When we talk about this, it's just like the food for the soul is different than the food for the body, but you've got to have the right food for the body, otherwise your body goes into all kinds of uh, you know, problems 
with uh, sickness, illness, and this sort of thing. The same thing is true with our, our spirits, our souls, our brains. I'll give you an example. When I was, th- I was kind of trying to think about the concept for this book, and I thought, well, you know, we all, we're all trying to be healthy these days. Dad. We all want to work out, good self-care, eat right, get enough sleep. And we all take these bionutrients. You know, if you don't have the right bionutrients, your you're your system's going to be jacked. Like if you don't have enough calcium, you get bone problems. If you don't have enough iron, you get uh, uh, anemia. These kinds of things. Well, God made the same thing. What I, what I, I termed in the book relational nutrients, not bio, but relational, and they are transferred to each other to keep us healthy, but not by a pill but by a conversation or a text or a dinner or a lunch. And that's how we transfer them. I've got them listed in four categories. It's just like people say, well, what's protein? What's carbo? What's fat? We've got four categories that we use here and also in Townsend Institute to help people see this is what, if I'm having a problem, I've got to look at what nutrients I'm missing. And if I know what I'm missing, then I can replace them. I love that. I want to dive into some of those nutrients here with you in a little bit later in this conversation, but something that you have spent a lot of time understanding and helping people really do and implement within their daily lives are healthy boundaries, right? You've done so much work. You have the best-selling book, Boundaries, that you wrote with Dr. Henry Cloud years ago, but now in this new book, you talk about there are two different types of people, those that are energy gainers, right, or those that are energy drainers. I've heard John Gordon and I always kind of speak on this, that they're energy vampires. They just suck Mm -hmm. the life out of every room or relationship that they enter into. How can we begin to decipher the difference between those two types of individuals? Always look at the fruit. You know how Jesus said, good tree, good fruit, bad tree, bad fruit. Look at how you feel and experience life and function after you have been with that person. Mm -hmm. You'll either come away going, man, I can just, you know, I'm a winner. I I can do anything. I can be an MVP. I can take that job. I can have that relationship. Or we come out going... I need a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I've been with those people. Well, that's because you you can tell after you've been with them whether you feel built up, encouraged, or you feel totally, as you would say, drained. Mm. To the person, though, John, that maybe they're in a relationship Mm. with somebody that drains them of that energy, or maybe they spend a lot of time with people. Maybe it's in their workplace or their sports team that they're just energy drainers all around them. I know as believers, we're called to we're called to love God and love others and to do it to the very best of our ability. But when is there a time to draw the line in the sand? Yeah, a term that um, we use in the world of psychology that's very, very helpful, Zach, is called de-investment. Now, if you've got a stock portfolio and you've got a, a stock tanking, you want to de-invest in that and put it somewhere else to have a better return, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing is true in relationships. Now, you don't have to leave every draining relationship in the world. I mean, we probably have to live on an island somewhere, I mean, because they're all around, right? right? And sometimes we are. But it's different between being with somebody, Zach, and needing them. Yes. You can be with someone and not need anything from them because they're undependable or they're toxic or whatever. So you de-invest from, from any kind of need for trust, vulnerability, encouragement. You're just with them and trying to stay safe and help them. But you reinvest in the ones that want to care about you and give to you and be safe for you. Mm. I'm Zach Clinton here, Vice President of the American Association of Christian Counselors on our Built Different podcasting platform with a pioneering leader in the mental health field, Dr. John Townsend. Today we're unpacking his book, People Fuel, Fill Your Tank for Life, Love, and Leadership. In and throughout this book, John, you talk about 22 ingredients or nutrients for relationships. And I gotta ask you, there I know there's so many to unpack, but are there like one, two, three, four, how 
how many things would you say are, you know, these are things that are non-negotiables, that are necessary in our relationships if we want to get them right? Well, well, we'll give you one better than that. Yeah. We'll go pack them into four groups. Come on. The four groups are easy to understand. Yeah. The first group is to be present. And pre- be present means... Uh, Listen and shut up, which is kind of hard for us sometimes. <laughs> Don't give them a bunch of advice and tell them 14 things to do. And, you know, oh, go work out, go have a quiet time, go pet your dog. Yeah. Just be there because it's so important that people need to know someone is in the well of pain with them. You know, in Job, it says that when he was in his grief state, that his friends did not speak a word to him day or night for seven days because they knew how deep his grief was. Sometimes the most, the best thing you can do or take from someone else is, can you be emotionally present? I don't need advice right now. I need to know how bad my overwhelming situation is. So be present is huge. The second nutrient is what we call convey the good. Sometimes people need like a pep up, like a little Prozac in their system. You know, right. when you notice, when somebody notices that you've done something right and they go, you know, you really persevered. Your, your daughter's kind of in a bad place and you were so patient with her. Or I saw you handle that team meeting and man, you handled it really well. And if you say it at the right time, people just, it just makes their year sometimes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we need someone present in our pain. Someone, sometimes we need somebody to say, well done, good job. And it just helps. The third one is deliver reality. Deliver reality. Sometimes we need, you know, in Lord of the Rings, I'm a Lord of the Rings friend. Uh, yeah. Gandalf, you know, the big guy with the oh, beard. Oh, yes. Okay, he was wise. He had all the kind of weird answers, and he knew what was really going on. You need somebody to be wise and say, you know, I've got a weird thing in my relationship. And they may say, yeah, because you haven't done this. Or in my business, um, I've got a problem in our cash flow or whatever. And somebody says, yeah, because if you go underneath, you'll see and change this. So you need sometimes people to say, give me some reality that I don't have and I don't possess. Yeah. So I deliver reality. And the fourth one is called call to action. Because we just can't sit around being healthy, looking at our navels and going, um, I mean, life is more than that. You know, the world to the world to deal with. Sometimes we need somebody to encourage us and say, what are you going to do about this? What's your assignment? What's your plan of action? Because most of what I study now is neuroscience. You know, what I, what I found out, Zach, is that every great study done in neuroscience, whether it's resilience or challenge or love or whatever, it basically affirms the Bible's true. Exactly. There's a Bible verse for every great study. And one of the things neuroscience says is if you don't take an action step with some decision, within 90 days you'll lose like 85% of what you had. Wow. So do something. Movement is good. Wow. Those are four incredible just being able kind of quadrants that you build through throughout your book in those 22 relational nutrients. All of our readers, I would say, need to read this because it will definitely help them. But an old saying that you and I both know is that healthy people are what make healthy relationships. I'm interested, for the listener or viewer today that maybe continually finds themselves in detrimental or toxic relationships, what are some practical steps that they can begin taking today that would help them start attracting the right type of people that will begin to fuel them or fill their cup in their amounts of energy for the road forward? Yeah, it's really important to know that. Otherwise, people will have the same train wreck over and over again in, in a different suit, that sort of thing. I used to tell people, well, start saying boundaries. But if a person attracts people on a chronic level, they've got to do something different. They have to go to a safe place and get at least one or two people in their camp. Because it means you don't have a healthy template for what you'll put up with. You've got a toxic template. Maybe maybe you've always had controlling people around you. Or you had, uh, you've had narcissistic people around you. And if that's or a, lot of, a lot of trauma, then you've got a bad template. 
So that means get a good Christian counselor, go to a good, healthy Christian church, find people that love you but will tell you the truth, begin bonding with those people and allow them in and learn to trust them. The template changes and you'll be, it's like magic. Then you'll get around the crazy narcissist and they'll start doing whatever they do and you'll go, it's like being in a restaurant saying, I think this is bad food here, and you walk away. you got to get the good thing before you can say no to the bad thing. you got to get the good thing before you can say no to the bad thing. Something else you talk a lot about is building your essential life team. I'm interested. Who's on your life team? How important are they for your life? And why do you push people to really prioritize the individuals that they allow in that inner circle? I do that because of the way that Jesus kind of spelled it out when he said, um, um, he, he said, who are my mother and brother and sisters but those who do the will of God? And he was making a very important statement there. He was saying, we all grow from family. But sooner or later, you've got to add to your biological family. Some people had a great one. Some people had a not so great one. But either way, you've got to add to your biological family people from the second family, which is the church, those who do the will of God. And so that second family, we don't have time to be everybody's best friend. But we need a few people around us that have different gifts and strengths. As long as they've got a certain characteristics, and if they've got those certain characteristics, I talk about them in the book, they walk through life with you. They encourage you. You encourage them. You're both vulnerable to each other. The, 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 the core values are kind, of a, are kind of the same. They don't have to be perfectly in the same. But you find out you've got these foxhole buddies now. Mm. Now, in mine, you know, I don't have, some of mine don't even know each other because I went for the quality. I've got yeah. some in the other part of the country because I picked and chose. I love that. And we're in for life. But when that happens, all of a sudden you know that no matter what happens, somebody already understands you. You don't need to explain yourself to them. They'll never judge you, and they're on your team. How can can it get better than that? That's right. I can think of several friends, right, that fully know me and fully accept and love me in that manner, and I'm incredibly thankful for my essential life team. Mm -hmm. John, how we always like to close our conversations here, as you know on the podcast, is just by leaving the mic open for our guests to share just a pressing word that God has placed on their heart for such a time as this. So to the person that I really want you to speak to is maybe the individual out there that feels a little lonely, that doesn't feel like they have much fuel left in the tank in terms of people in their lives that they feel safe or they can trust. What's the last message of hope, encouragement, and motivation that you want to leave that individual with today? I'd like to leave them with a word picture from the Bible. Jesus was on the mount. He was looking at his forthcoming torture and death. And here he is talking to the Father in these last few hours. And yet, while he was with the Father, he turned around to three guys, Peter, James, and John. He said to them, can you stay with me because my soul is distressed? In fact, in the Greek, one of the definitions is depressed. Jesus could have been clinically depressed then. And here you got God himself communing with him in all his grace, but he still needed, I mean, the leader of leaders still needed to have some people. God wants you in our audience to have that too. If you don't have anybody in your life that is on your side, on your team, find a healthy church drive to it, fly to it, and say, who can care about me and find a good Christian counselor? That's almost always the first starting point. I love that because hope, right? Hope's a person, someone that we can build an intimate and personal relationship each and every day. John Townsend, you truly are a pioneering leader in the faith. I want to ask for all of our listeners and viewers, where can they go to find out more about you and also to purchase your new book, People Fuel? Uh, They can go to drtownsend.com and uh, People Fuel's in all of the uh, usual places, Barnes & Noble and Amazon, or you can go to townsendinstitute.com and find out what we're doing at grad school. 
Go to drtownsend.com, townsendinstitute.com. All of those places provide incredible resources. Again, I challenge all of our listeners and viewers, go buy and purchase this book, People Fuel. It's life-changing. It's incredible. It'll give you those 22 relational nutrients that are necessary in order to be able to find the friendships that last and really mean something in this life. John, thank you for just your love and devotion and being a part of our family here at the AACC. We're all incredibly thankful for you. I know I am. Thank you for your time and your willingness to join me on the show today. Thanks, Zach. Well, my friends, as we close, uh, I just want to share a story with you that kind of goes exactly with this idea of people fuel. I remember growing up as a kid, I was playing um, just travel baseball with a bunch of my buddies. My dad was not only our coach, uh, but he was also our mentor. He was our team chaplain. He was the pastor that would host Bible study every Sunday at these tournaments. We would be, in a sense, we'd be doing church and hotel lobbies. And I remember one Sunday, my dad got in front of all of us, the entire team and all of our families uh, were there in this one hotel lobby. And he said, how'd the turtle get on top the fence? It's a famous riddle. Some of you know the answer. Others of you have never even heard of it. You're thinking, how in the world did the turtle get on top of the fence? How'd the turtle get on top of the fence? I remember um, one of my teammates, we were about 12 at the time, one of my teammates' younger brothers, who was just four years old at the time, he responded, raised his hand and said, Coach Tim, Coach Tim, I know. And my dad said, oh yeah, what's that, bud? He said, somebody put it there. My friends, we have to recognize that we were all made for relationship to love and be loved. From the beginning of time, God reveals this to us. In Genesis 2.18, it says, for the very first time that God said something was not good, and that very thing is that it is not good for a man to be alone. That's why God made a helper suitable to Adam and Eve, right? We need relationships. They're imperative in our lives. I even think back to some of the most painful moments in my own life. If it weren't for my friends, my family, members of my Bible study that I was attending and other people that God sent my way, it would have been easy to withdraw into myself and to make poor choices instead of growing right through difficult experiences. I want to remind you that your environment impacts your experience. The people you surround yourself with will influence the trajectory of your life. Who are those people in your life? Are they constructive or are they destructive? Do they push you closer to your goals or do they pull you further away? Do they motivate you to become your best or do they allow you to settle for less? Sidney Portier in his book, The Measure of a Man, once said, if you walk down the street and someone is with you, he'll adjust to your pace or you to his, and you'll never be aware of it. There's no effort. It simply happens. And the same thing can happen with the rhythm of your life. My friends, let me ask you this question. Whose pace have you adjusted to? Some of us may need to take an inventory of the people we allow to speak into our lives. Because too many of us seek community for validation rather than for teaching and correction as well. If someone always accepts you for who you are, perhaps he or she isn't the one assigned to help push you to where God has destined you to be. One of the hardest lessons uh, I believe I've had to learn in my life is that I can't give equal time to everyone who wants it. Not everyone helps me experience the fullness of what God has called me to, and some even inhibit it. It doesn't necessarily mean they're bad people or that I love them any less. It just means that sometimes following God's calling on my life requires taking a path they have no interest in. And I don't know about you, but I want to surround myself with people who will love, encourage, and uplift me, 
Yet I also want them to push and sharpen me to be the best version of myself. Scripture addresses this several times. I think of Proverbs 27, 17, which says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Proverbs 17, 17, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Proverbs 13, 20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And lastly, Proverbs 27, 6 says, Words from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. My friends, remember, people fuel matters. They're the ones that are going to fill your tank for life, for love, and for leadership. My friends, as always, thank you guys so much just simply for joining us because we love being a part of your life. We hope to see you right back here next time, as always, on the Build Different Podcast.